We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Tuesday, September twelfth, two thousand and twenty-three. We're two days removed. It still happened. Sorry to any Chicago fan that has stumbled onto this podcast, but you did not beat the Green Bay Packers, and I'm not sure that you ever will at this rate. The Packers win. 38 to 20 in a game that was not nearly as close as even the final score might suggest Uh, the Packers basically, I think Sean Clifford played the last decent portion of the fourth quarter and Green Bay was just playing soft to kind of run the clock out there at the end, but it was 38 14 at one point and a dominant emphatic statement by the new era of the Green Bay Packers. The way that I kind of worded it was, It's a new era in Green Bay, and you would have to forgive anybody in the city of Chicago for wondering what the hell it is exactly that's supposed to be new, because this is the same old story. As noted in the pre-show meeting here, the Chicago Bears have not won against Green Bay since 2018. That was when Joe Philbin was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers on an interim basis, and the brother of my co-host, Christian Watson, my co-host is Trey Watson, was probably like a freshman in college. Trey, you could confirm that, I guess, but it's been a minute. Yeah, I think I think he was a what, redshirt freshman 2018 because he was class of 2017. So it's 
been a very long time, right? And it feels like, you know, like you said, while some things change, some things remain the same. And uh, the Packers beat the Bears. That just is one of those things. And one thing that we need to get changed as we talk about, but I think Morley decided they are fast guy sunglasses, but Trey, we didn't, we didn't approve of the, of the swag from him and Aaron Jones and I guess a couple other guys, but maybe it's just a fast guy thing. Is that the deal? Yeah, man. So back in the day, Christian and a lot of other fast guys used to wear those like extra angled, you know, like Oakley's and glasses when they run a track. If you didn't, if you didn't weren't, weren't winning the 100 or 200, you couldn't wear those. Now, obviously, Christian won that a lot, but uh, those, those weren't, those weren't the best, best looking ones, man. I don't know if they were free from the, you know, the Oakley deal with the NFL or what, but uh, I'm going to need a little better than that next time around if we're going to wear some glasses. Christian, if you are listening, I will sponsor you a pair of Oakley's. So just, you know, say what's up. I, I'll hook you up, whatever it is you need. I don't, yeah, it's fine. legal, right? There's nothing not you here. look just fine. You guys are haters. <laughs> and the other guy who's here is Jacob Morley, who invaded my residence this weekend, ate my food, left a mess, and ran out of the door faster than you could say hello. Jacob Morley, photographer this weekend. So what was that experience like? And just kind of take us through uh, the eyes of through the lens on the field. I mean, yeah, it's always it's always fun. It's always tough. You know, the level of anxiety, I guess, for this game being the season opener, it, you got to kind of take some deep breaths and just kind of do your job. You know, you're not uh, you're not a fan out there. You can't be a fan on the field. Uh, you try to keep stay professional and all that stuff. I mean, you, Jake, you're, you've been on the field doing the same thing, you know, for NFL, you know, films and stuff as well. So you, you get it. But uh, why it is a it is a different viewing experience uh some good some bad you know when you're on the field uh you can you can really tell with some of these guys you know the guys that move different it's a lot easier to tell when you are out on the field and uh one thing that i tweeted about that i i, I think is worth mentioning for this team uh i've been to this is not my first game that i've been to watching this team I, i've been to you know i've been doing this for a few years now and I've seen the Alan Lazar, Randall Cobb teams, Aaron Rodgers teams, you know, those guys that which who won a lot of games, you know, no, no, don't take anything away from those guys, but this team is fast. Holy crap, this team is fast. Uh, I, I take it back to the uh, 2019, I don't really remember when it was, but when the Packers played the Chiefs in Arrowhead, it was supposed to be the Rodgers-Mahomes showdown 1.0, but I think Mahomes missed that game. He did. But one thing I remember about that Chiefs team with Tyree Kill, with McCole Hardman, uh, with, you know, I mean, all, all the guys, that really just those two guys, but you feel their speed. And I know Matt LaFleur says that a lot when he talks about Christian, even he's like, you feel his speed when he's on the field. And those that those Chiefs teams, you could just tell like our defense, you know, even with Jair out there, like these guys, they can't run with these guys. They just can't. Like you're gonna have to do some things differently. You're gonna have to get physical with them. You're gonna have to do what you got to do uh, to make sure they're not just running away from you. And this team, top to bottom, you know, skill position guys on offense and defense, they can run, and you feel it. And Mind you, that is without the fastest guy on the team. Maybe the fast, one of the fastest guys in the league uh, was on the sidelines in sunglasses. So Bad that's exciting. That, that, you know, that's the only way you can really put that is that's exciting. Um, but 
you know, with the offense too, like that's cool and that's fine and dandy, but man alive. I, I had never seen, I don't think I've ever seen Rashawn play in person. I mean, albeit he played 10 snaps and my goodness, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. I mean, when a, a, a gust of wind comes by and you feel that kind of knock you over, like that is how I describe watching Rashawn play on the field because, uh, he is he is power. He is speed. He is he's he's turned himself into a technician. Uh, that it is a shame that they couldn't get the twelve or thirteen guys off the field or whatever they had it because, uh, I mean, Rashawn just turned into a cloud of dust, and that was just an absolute baptismal moment for Darnell Wright as a right tackle in the NFL. A, a welcome to the NFL moment because he was by him in a split second and he was on Justin Fields in the other split second. And that play was over before it started. Unfortunately, you know, it was a penalty on the Packers. So it didn't count, but it's good to see that. It's good to see that if there, if there are any questions about, Hey, is he going to get his explosiveness back? Is he going to get that juice back after the, the knee injury? I think that play in itself right there answered that question. He's going to be back. He might be better. And and that's scary. And then the other thing, the last thing I'll say about you know this topic is the the Rashawn Gary Jr. that they have out there, you know, big number ninety. If Justin Fields cannot get the edge on him, news alert, newsflash, no one can, no one will. Uh, that was so impressive. I don't. I think I think Justin himself was shocked that this big goofy white guy is in his hip pocket. And throwing him to the ground because you can't really say LVN looks like a freak too. Like I, I'm not going to say like, Oh, he's, you know, but he's just, he's so big and he's so muscle bound that the fact that he could move like that too. And the way he moved, I mean, that's, you, you see why they took him. You see why they took him so high and why they're so high on him because he's a guy too. That's just scratching the surface. I think he's, he's much further along than Rashawn was as a rookie. And, and that's fun. Uh, but you just think about, man, what does the future hold for these pass rushers that the Packers just have found a lot of in the last couple of years draft class? I mean, you, we haven't even talked about Carl Brooks and uh, Colby Wooden, who both had really nice days as pass rushers as well. So a uh, lot to be excited about. Um, I will say with the quarterback, it's it's harder to tell what he's doing on the field. Um, but you know, looking back, watching the the film of it, and we'll talk about this. I'm sure uh, a lot to be excited about with him too. You know, did he miss some stuff? Did he leave some stuff on the field? Yes, yeah, he did. But did he make plays when he needed to? Yeah, he did. Is it going to get better? You hope so. You hope as these guys grow together that the the layup stuff that he does need to work on. You hope that stuff kind of comes into focus for him and and the other guys as well. So. Um, yeah, that's, that was, you know, my long answer for what I saw on the field. I I do want to say, I want to give a shout out to the bears staff that works at the stadium, like literally the nicest people. I like I've been to, I think I've been to six stadiums now in this capacity and usually people act they're, they're assholes to you for lack of a better word. Like they, they all are annoyed that you're there. Um, and I could not for the life of me find the media room and I needed to get my vest, uh, to take pictures. So I walk out on the field and a lady, like I expected immediately came up to me. He's like, Hey, you can't be down here without a vest. And I was like, I know, like, where is the media room? 
like props to her. And there's a, a gal and a, and a guy. They walked me to the media room, were as friendly as could be, had a great conversation with them. Um, and, and they hooked me up and, and they got me situated. So, hey, you know, not not everything about Soldier Field uh, has to be poo pooed. Uh, the, the workers that work there, I was super impressed with them. So shout out, shout out to those two. Just everything else that needs to be. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great stadium, but I think they're I mean, they're they are getting a new stadium. Is that not right? No, that's not confirmed. And I don't really care. Like, it'll just be the same story when we when we head that direction as well, if it even heads that direction. But let's get to the game. Uh, The Packers win. It's 38 to 20. Um, I had a friend of mine say today that he thought and this is arguable. I didn't go back in the archives and figure it out. Maybe other than Minnesota last year, but the best game complimentary wise the Packers have played in all three phases in quite some time last year against Minnesota of course they have the pick six the return by Keyshawn Nixon and then they scored 41 it was 41 to 3 I think at one point in that game against Minnesota but Green Bay I think the biggest thing that you can notice Morley and you kind of alluded to that uh, is just the overall team speed and that is not just on the offensive side of the ball I thought their defense the defensive line that you mentioned you talked about is their ability to kind of run and uh, listen, chasing Justin Fields, tackling Justin Fields. It's not for the faint of heart. It is not an easy process to get that young man to the ground. Say what you will about his ability as a passer. And there's plenty of material there uh, that those criticisms do not exist with him as a runner. And the Packers did a good job of containing him and that speed that the, that we talked about is a big reason why I think, what I want to do here to start just kind of going through that is, is Trey, let's start here. What is your main takeaway from, you know, is it on the defensive side of the ball, the ability to slow down is the offense kind of getting moving during that after that early period of struggle? Like what is your biggest takeaway in the broad view from, from this game? Um, I think, you know, just, just overarching, just from the whole entire team perspective, not really just offense or defense. There's, there's a lot to build around, because um, the whole offseason was, okay, Aaron Rodgers reset. The team is going to be really young. You know, are they even going to be competitive? Um, and then they come out there and, you know, not, not only do they win, they win convincingly, like you said, put the backup quarterback in, in a, a new quarterback's first, essentially, first real start of his, you know, of his of the future of his career. Um, so on both sides of the ball, there was just a ton of, of things to, say, hey, I like what we did. I like how we overcame maybe some a slow start on offense, uh, made some plays on defense. You know, like you said, was able to contain a, a running quarterback relatively well, um, considering what he's normally able to do with his legs. So there really is just a ton to build off, you know, get Christian back, add him to the mix on offense, and then see see what the ceiling is really like, fix some of those misses that Jordan had early on. Um or just scattered throughout the game, you say, okay, if we hit on those those easy ones, you know, we have all of our weapons at our disposal. Um, now what is our ceiling, right? Because our floor is Jordan takes care of the ball really well. We spread the ball around to all of our young guys. We get our running backs involved, um, and the defense played well, and, and we look great. Um, you know, one of the biggest questions coming in was safety play. Um, what was going to happen? Who was going to be the second guy? How was Savage going to play? And – Savage played a great football game. Uh, you know, that was that was how I remember him playing back at Maryland. I remember just just like that screenplay he made. Um, I don't know who that was, Mooney that he came shot up and made that tackle on. 
he made that play in our very first game together against Texas. And I was like, dang, that dude is fast as heck. Like he, he flew by about two or three, two or three other guys on our team to make that tackle. Um, and that's who I remember him being. That's, that's what he's capable of doing, you know, week in and week out. Um, and, and that bodes well for the, the green and yellow. Yeah, it does. And, and that, that click to run, like just that decisiveness to make that play. The coaches have talked about that with Savage quite a bit. And his best stretch of play, which was the end of that 2020 season, where going into that 2021 season, all of us were like, oh, Savage is a star, or he's the next great safety in the league, or like they finally found their replacement for Nick Collins. They've talked about how it was him trusting himself and just trusting what he sees and trying going to make those plays. And Savage has always been a little bit better closer to the line of scrimmage. But I thought, you know, in the first half, especially he was clean as a tackler, uh, there, no busts in coverage, anything like that. And he is a, I said this last week when we were together, he is a ceiling raiser. If he's good, this defense has a chance to be really, really good because we're all already kind of accepting that green Bay safety play is going to be below average, maybe slight, just average flat on at best. And Savage has a chance to make it above that, even with the struggles from Rudy Ford yesterday. And those did happen. And I'm not sure, you know, who or how you fix that. I don't know that the answer to those questions are in-house, but it is also only one game. So that remains to be seen too. Uh, My overarching theme coming out of the game is we talked about that team speed as well. But again, it's, it's just number one, you know, the caveat and Matt LaFleur has tried to temper expectations in his press conference today was it is just one game. And that one game was against a team who held the number one overall draft pick a season ago. And I know that the, the thought was that maybe they'll be better and take a jump. Some people think the bears will win the division this year. I don't know how many people think that after yesterday, but people thought that before the game started, that being said, I did not think that I had the bears finishing last in the NFC North and don't think too much of their, their roster as presently constructed. And yesterday didn't do anything to change my mind on that. The question then becomes though, is so Aaron, we talked about this before the show, Aaron Jones didn't play the second half for the most or most the end of the third quarter and all of the fourth quarter. And they didn't give him a touch in the first half after uh, the first drive of the game. So essentially he missed two and a half quarters of the game, whether by design or injury, Rashawn Gary only played 10 snaps and Christian Watson did not play at all due to a hamstring injury, which he did say today. He spoke today and said that there's a much better chance of him playing this week as opposed to last week. So something to monitor as the injury report comes out on Wednesday. But the point I'm getting at with that is Rashawn Gary might be their best player on the defensive side of the ball. You can argue about Jair Alexander or Kenny Clark or somebody like that if you want to, but he's in that conversation. Christian Watson's their most explosive receiver, and Aaron Jones is their most explosive playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. Those guys played, what, half, a third of the team's snaps of the game, and they still won by three scores. That doesn't happen often. This is a league that is like designed to one have close games and like the goal or the thought process is everyone should be eight and eight. Like the league is designed with that in mind. And the Packers just beat the piss out of Chicago, getting little less contribution from those three guys. And like conservatively, again, if we rank the Packers, those are three of their again, conservatively 12 most important players. Might even be 10. You could even get into like eight five like depends on how you want to rank them i guess but i thought that was really good 
I think that's an encouraging sign for this team moving forward. And again, like Jordan Love, money, 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 money on third and fourth down. Say what you will about the the early down stuff, and those concerns do exist, and that's some of those layups and stuff that Trey was talking about just a little bit ago. But, I mean, when they had to have it, and I think the tone for that was set on the first drive of the game. It's third and 13, and they hit Dobbs for a slant, and he gets a first down out of it. They had a big third down later in the game to Jaden Reed that set up uh, the touchdown that I think that made it 31 to 14. The touchdown to Aaron Jones was a fourth down play. Like those things are incredible. And the nice part was I just mentioned Dobbs, Jones, Reed. It was three different players. And I do think that in general, that the money down goes to the money players, but the Packers being able to spread that around instead of the entire world knowing, Hey, it's third and nine, they're throwing to Devonte. And if it's not him, it's Randall Cobb like that capability. And maybe that changes when Watson comes back. I don't, you know, I don't know. We haven't seen this version of the team play all together yet. So I'm just excited to see that Morley. What's your, I mean, we talked I, about I just, it a little bit. I wanted to talk about uh Savage before we move on, because I think, I think I honestly think this is one of the best play games he's played as a Packer. And and, the, and that is without forgetting that he was mentioned as like, hey, he's he's going to be a future all-pro type player because he had a stretch in 2020 where I think about eight, nine games where he looked like, okay, this guy's ready to take the next jump. And then, you know, whatever it was that happened that a lot of us just kind of put your palms up on, like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this guy. And I think some of it, some of it's what he's being asked to do. Like, I think he, he I, and I, I don't know, I'd have to talk to him, but he looked like he was playing so much more free and Trey already said it. Like he looked like the guy that everyone fell in love with at Maryland. Uh, and this is coming on the heels of Buddha Baker when he came out of Washington. That's basically who everyone's like, that's, that's Buddha Jr. is Darnell Savage. And he comes into the NFL and they kind of try to make him play this, you know, deep, deep quarters type safety and, and I think they're kind of learning like, ah, that's maybe not exactly what he's best at. He's best in attack mode. And I think some of that is the fact that the Bears, the game plan was, hey, they're going to want to run the ball. And you saw Darnell very much in attack mode. And what I was really impressed with him, you know, something that he struggled with in the past is, it, you know, his angles, his angles playing kind of that deep safety type role were so much better than what we've seen in the past. And and I, and I don't know why that is. And, and sometimes that just clicks for guys and, and maybe that's clicked for him. Now, maybe he's kind of heard all the noise. Maybe he's at the point where he's like, Hey, this is my contract season. And uh, I don't know, you know, young guy growing up, maybe a little bit, I, I have no idea, but you know, for his sake and for the sake of the Packers, I hope that this has become, this is going to be a normal thing for him that we're seeing. Cause I, I mean, I, I saw a guy who was playing very unselfish football too. And we talked about that, you know, last week, Trey kind of laid out the Kenny Clark comments of, you know, what are we going to see? You know, we're going to see something different in the run game. What does that mean? And I think Trey just kind of talked about unselfish gap sound football. And you saw Darnell play that way. His, uh, you know, 26 was throwing his body around. Um, if there was a lead blocker, uh, in, you know, wh wherever it may be, you know, Darnell was saying, hey, well, okay, that's my responsibility to take out that blocker so my teammates can make the tackle, my teammates can make the play. Uh, like there's several examples of that, that maybe Darnell was not making the play, but he was sticking his nose right into the muck and making sure that he was mucking it up and and letting the other guys kind of run and chase and, and get the ball carried to the ground. So, you know, I was super, super thrilled with him. And because if you can get that level of play out of Darnell Savage, you've got the corners, 
And then you can kind of just figure out how to hide Rudy Ford and, and kind of get by with him. Cause Rudy Ford does some nice things too. Uh, he had a rough game. Now make no mistake. He, he did not have a great game, but uh, when you just talk about running and hitting uh, that's not anything that Rudy is not familiar with. So uh, if you can kind of just let him play in that role, I think that's what you want him to do. So uh, I, I do think it's interesting. I think we need to talk about the quarterback, right? We got to talk about the quarterback. Jacob, I texted you and, and Uglum in the first half, and I just said, this is gross. Like, this mm-hmm. is gross. And it was. It was not great in the first half. Um, you had that first first uh, first drive was awesome. You They marched down the field, you know, touchdown to Romeo on kind of a double clutch uh whatever, you know, we've all seen it. Uh, and you saw, uh, you know, you heard just the collective groan and sigh go out of Chicago. Just like, oh, geez. Okay. First Before flight, we get too flight. deep into the fantasy football side of thing too, like what a hell of a statement by that defense on that first drive. They stopped the Cole Komet yep. quarterback sneak, and then they stopped the Justin Fields shove play. Like those plays were basically unstoppable a season ago. Like to me, that is – a statement made by the defense and Trey, you've been in situations like that. I presume is that like you're on defense, you make a huge stop on something like that, whether it's a big third down or a big fourth down and get you guys the ball back with a short field. Like, is that something that can galvanize a team like right from the get go? Cause it felt like from the moment that happened, that green Bay was destined to score on that first drive. Now the first two plays didn't inspire much confidence in that, mm-hmm. but is that something that can move you into thinking like, okay, not only, is Green Bay going to score on this drive? But like you guys are, that is not how you're going to be able to move the ball today. You're going to have to find something else. Yeah. Without a doubt, honestly, <clears throat> I think, you know, crazy part is we had a team try that against us in the XFL this past spring. Very first drive of the game, doing the same thing, driving down the field and try and go for it on fourth and one. Now, really, either way it goes, right? That's a huge momentum thing because you just don't do that very often. You don't go for it. You know, three, four minutes into the game um, is basically saying, hey, we don't we don't respect your defense. And even if y'all go on, y'all stop us. We don't think your offense can go down the field and score. Um, so either way it goes, it's a big momentum thing. And to be able to stop them, you know, third and fourth down, that's that's huge. Right. That that let that lets them know, hey, we're you know, we're, we're not we're not going for that today. We're, we're coming to, to be physical and, and punish y'all. Um and it's just it's just instant energy for the whole team, and it, it helps the staff gain confidence in the guys, um, especially week one, right? Because you know you really you haven't seen what your guys are gonna do in a in a real deal, um, you know, crunch time situation, and you get one very early in the game. Um, so I, I'm sure that helped everyone, you know, really just be be ready to go for for four for quarters. Okay, Morley. Now we can do the quarterback stuff. Yeah, the first half, not great. Uh, they have that first drive, and, and that's really it. Uh, they score on a field goal to close out the the first half, and even that was kind of clunky and weird. And Matt LaFleur admitted after the game that he kind of screwed it up, um, that he said he didn't get a play in, and that forced the Packers. I think Love got sacked with like 30 seconds left. The only sack of the day they gave up, by the way, and it was basically a coverage sack, so kudos to the big boys on that. And then the second half, it was feature Aaron Jones. They hit him on a beautiful throwback screen which he just kind of sprinted right up the sideline and almost had an escort to the end zone. He got knocked out of bounds, finished that drive with a touchdown where I did find it a little, you know, small note, but it was a little interesting that uh, Dontavion Wicks, they moved him in motion and used him to kind of dig guys out on that play. Like they used to with an old number 13 that 
that played in Green Bay. Um, but the rest of everything was just kind of business as usual then in the second half. Like they scored a bunch of points in the second half. They outscored Chicago 28 to 14 in the second half. Seven of those obviously on the pick six, but the 21 helped. Uh, but yeah, Morley, what was your take there? Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I think it's interesting because... You know, we have a lot of thoughts. One, you know, the PFF grade came out today and it was below fields, which I thought wasn't fair, but not like it didn't it didn't upset me that much uh, because like a lot of the a lot of the play to play stuff like you can look at and rewatch this game. It's like Jordan, he's going to need to be better. He's going to need to be better if, if he's going to take them where they want to get to go. But in the same token he did a lot of stuff that really excites you in this game too. You know, namely the, the third and fourth down stuff. He was nails, absolute nails. And these were not third and three, third and four. I mean, he had some legit third and twelves, third and, you know, eights, nines, where you're not, you're not really supposed to get those that much. And he was out there kind of dealing on them and he's doing it with, you know, without Christian out there, who's, 
you know, for all intents and purposes, gone all offseason as he's going to be the guy. We're going to run this thing through him. And he's gone. You know, he's not there in the first week, you know, and you lose him the week leading up to it. That puts a lot of pressure on a guy like Jordan Love, who doesn't really have that safety blanket. You know, the blanket that DJ Moore, who did he play? Uh, what did Jair say? It was a quiet day for him. I don't know if he expected anything. In else. any case, and I, and I don't want to hate on DJ because honestly, I would take him. I would take him on my team seven days a week. And he's the type of guy that I think is smart to get for your young quarterback. The you know the kind of the proven veteran that's been there, and then you kind of let the Romeos and the Christians just go and do their thing and not really need that pressure on them. But that's not how the Packers are rolling this year. They're they're putting that pressure on Romeo and Christian to be like, hey, you're the veterans. And we're going to lean on you guys. And you saw them lean on Romeo, especially in the red zone. Uh, Jordan knew he where he was going on that second one immediately, and it paid off. But with him, I think you need to kind of, you know, it's. I think some of the stuff is getting maybe a little bit out of control because the stat line did look really good. You know, three touchdowns, almost 250 yards, all that stuff. Like you know, putting up 38 points on a rival. That stuff all looks really, really good. And it is. That's good. Like that's. That's good. Be excited about that. Have fun with it. And and it has been fun. Like, make no mistake, it has been fun to pull the receipts, to talk to the Bears fans who wanted to talk for six months, really with no platform other than hope. And just to shatter that hope within two quarters of football, because you could not hear it on the broadcast that loud. But my God, were they booing at the beginning of the third quarter? loud and sucks to suck like i don't know what to tell you like you you want to talk all this smack you want to do all this stuff talk about it's your division now and then you're going to boo your own team two and a half quarters into the first game of the season that's all that needs to be said about that uh, but moving forward you know we're, we're going to find out about jordan and i mean that's that's a great start and i don't know what i don't know what people maybe were expecting um, I wasn't expecting him to come out like Patrick Mahomes in his first you know, career start um, and throw five touchdowns and look flawless. Uh, but the thing with Jordan that he has going for him is they ha- do have young guys around him and they did leave a lot on the field. And that's stuff that I think is exciting because where there is talent, but not chemistry, I think that chemistry is going to come. And I think all these guys, um, are going to mesh together. Uh, you've got a full long season ahead of them where uh, I think these guys are going to learn like, hey, what is your role? And I think that's something that the first half looked a little bit disjointed at times. And Coach you know, coach even talked about that. Like they couldn't really get into a rhythm on offense. And, and you saw that and you felt that. And I think some of that is just some of these guys knowing like, hey, what is my role? Like in Jordan figuring out like, hey, who's, who is my, my bucket getter out here? You know, the guy that we we, we think is going to be is, is not playing right now. So who steps up? And Romeo's dinged up. So he's not even out here, you know, for more than, you know, 60% of the snaps. So you got guys like Don Travion Wicks, who I love, who I think is super talented. Uh, ask You're asking him to go out there and win immediately? Uh, that's tough. We saw it in the opening game. You know, Mahomes loses his top guy in Travis Kelsey. And then he's got a bunch of young, you know, talented, but young players um, to throw the ball to. And you saw the results of that. Uh, he looked, he struggled 
you know, he didn't look like himself and they lost. And some of that is because their receivers didn't catch the ball, you know, whatever, but that comes with it. So the fact that Jordan went out there in a very similar, similar, you know, not completely the same, but similar scenario to Mahomes where he loses his top option. He's got young guys that he's with. Mahomes went out. They lost. They could probably hardly put up points. The Packers went out and as an offense put up 31 points. And I get it. It's the Bears. The Lions probably are a lot better than the Bears, but maybe not. Maybe so. I, I don't know. It's the week one. Week one can also be weird. Uh, we, we've known that as Packers fans. We know that uh, this is the first time they I mean, they scored what, Jacob? They scored 31 more points in their week one victory this year than they did in the last two years combined or something stupid like that. So um, I think you enjoy the victory. You get excited about the young quarterback. You see the talent. Um, you see some of the errors that are there. You see some of the, the chinks in the armor that you're hoping they can shore up as well. But, uh, Trey, I want to kick it to you because, uh, obviously, you know, you watched the game as well. We talked about this kind of off air. I think we have some similar thoughts. But um, what was your, you know, your overall takeaway from, from QB1 and his, you know, his first start as the guy for the Packers? Yeah, man, I think overall, you know, obviously, like like you said and like, you know, Coach LaFour reiterated, you can't can't jump too much into just one week. It's only, you know, one sample of a, of a 17 game and hopefully more season. Um, but some things that you've got to love, uh, one is taking care of the ball. That's that's what you need your quarterback to do. First and foremost, no matter who you're playing, how the game is going, um, you got to be smart with the ball. You got to you got to take care of it. And he did that. I think he did that throughout the preseason. And we had, you know, good hope to believe that he would continue to do that. And that's exactly what he did. Um, you know, obviously you, you want to hit those those easy ones that that he missed throughout the game. Uh, that's part of it. You know, that that comes with time that comes with experience. Um, and that's just going to happen sometimes. Right. Especially with a really young team starting with a young quarterback. Um, now, you know, you get that guy, all his weapons, you get him his, his number one receiver, you get him, his running backs healthy. The O-line keeps blocking. Well, that, that was another good thing that really helped him feel you know comfortable and not, um, in a rush really at any point during that game. Um, and now again, you start talking about the sky is really the limit for him. Uh, so it, it all just bodes well, right? It's, it's, you know, hopefully the beginning of something special, um, Bears, like you, like y'all said, man. Bears fans are are hurting because uh, they did it again. I think Ryan Leaf said that like last week. I think he came on like Good Morning Football or something, and he said, you know, midway or, or three quarters of the way through the season, we could all be sitting here saying Green Bay did it again uh, with their with their third third guy doing the same pattern in like what a thirty year span of you know just doing what they do and getting extremely high quarterback play. At, or extremely high quality play at the quarterback position and winning football games. Uh, that's just what happens in Green Bay. And, you know, Sunday could have been the start of that trend just continuing for who knows how long. I think the the biggest thing or one of the – if you want a good synopsis of Chicago fan, it's Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football this morning. And he just looks defeated and dejected. And, like, he goes through this whole line of, like, you know, the, the Packers, they got this new guy. They go through – the Bears go three and out on their first possession. They let the new quarterback go down and score. It was Jordan Love's second start. Justin Fields is 26th or something like that. And it's like they still lose and they keep losing. And everything goes poorly for for the 
for the bears. And it's just like, I, I've said this before and people who have listened to me talk before know, like I root for the university of Michigan when it comes to football. And there was a 10 year stretch where they did not beat Ohio state. And during that week, I learned to shut my mouth and just not say anything because I felt like I knew what was coming. And now Morley's reacting. Oh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is already hurt. He's already off the field. He's he's brought back three times, was under pressure three times, got sacked, and he just got carried off the field. I think he hurt his foot. Oh, my God. We're going to see what happens on that. So we're not going to speculate on injuries. We're not doctors. But Aaron Rodgers off the field. Obviously, you guys have seen the 65%. Everybody knows that situation at this point. But not going to speculate on injuries. The point I'm getting at is that I shut my mouth because I knew what was coming. And the weird part with the bear fandom is that they don't <laughs> like all off season. They just say the same stuff. And it's like, I mean, all of us have seen it. Trey, you and your mom had some, <laughs> some stuff from green Bay and Chicago fans this week because mm-hmm. Christian, unfortunately is injured and that gives people a license to say things apparently, but just this, conversation surrounding this quote-unquote rivalry like if i were a bear fan i would just be saying nothing like hey hope we can stay in the game because it just hasn't happened for that long i I sincerely don't understand where the arrogance comes from uh from the chicago fan and the confidence quite frankly i hope one day that i am as confident in anything as the bears are bear fans are that the packers can beat them but let's get to the atlanta game we got a little bit of time some cliff notes stuff here atlanta won 24 to 10 on Sunday over the Carolina Panthers, Jesse Bates has two interceptions. Uh, Bryce Young really played well. I caught some of that game. Uh, Desmond Ritter was sacked four times. I think that's a big portion. And I think Green Bay, we were just talking about this defensive front. I think they could be looking even faster on that surface uh, out there. And hopefully they have their full slate of weapons. Because, again, you talk about that team speed, and that team speed raises a bit with you know Rashawn Gary and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed at his full – full strength and everything like that as well as figuring out how, how that all is going to work, but just, you know, a short clip Morley. And I know that's a challenge for you, but what is your, what is your biggest key this week for, for the Packers to stack road wins and get to two and oh, get the ball in their playmakers hands, man. This team is talented. This team is so talented. I think we saw that. Uh, in all phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, we cannot understate how electric Jaden Reed was as a punt returner for this team. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon as a kick returner, all pro. I mean, that's, you know, before the Bears game, we had people talking like, oh, I'm nervous about this Bears game. And, I mean, yeah, yes and no, you're always nervous about the first week just because there's such an unknown. But, man, where were the Bears better than the Packers? Like, tell me. And then you say the same thing going into Atlanta. Where are they better? Like, where are they more talented? The Packers roster is severely more talented than Atlanta's. Um, So I just, man, I think it's the same thing. What Trey just kind of laid out, like as a young quarterback, make the plays that are there, take care of the ball, get the ball to your playmakers, get out of there with the win. And that's, I think that's going to be the MO for the team, this, that, this, this team this year. Is that going to win you a Super Bowl? Probably not right now, right? You're probably going to run into some buzzsaws like the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs that it doesn't matter if your roster is more talented. Mahomes is just Mahomes. Like, 
that's fine. But when you play the teams like a team like the Atlanta Falcons, get your playmakers the ball, let your defense run to the ball, let them be let them be athletes, let them be playmakers, and that's and that's going to be the recipe for wins for this team this year. And play mistake free football. Yeah, Trey. What I mean, what's your takeaway going into Atlanta? Tough environment. It's a tough place to play. The Packers have not won there since 2011. They have played there a couple times, uh, fam- two different stadiums, uh, obviously with the Georgia Dome closing down. But just what you take this to me is the first real road start of Jordan Love's mm-hmm. career as the preferred starting quarterback. Morley, I don't know if you could speak to this or not, but Chicago typically has a relatively there's more bear fans than Packer fans, but it is a pretty bipartisan crowd when the Packers are, are in town. So Trey, what's your take on going into this game with green Bay playing on the road for a true road game again, in my opinion, for the first time. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, having seen what, what Atlanta did against Carolina and just what they really have to offer. I, I agree that they're, they're definitely not as talented player for player as green Bay. Um, and I think, particularly what what could bode well is one Christian plays and hopefully Aaron plays as well you know we'll, we'll see the severity of his hamstring thing um hopefully you know soon this week but um you know Atlanta even though even though they added Jesse Bates even though they have AJ Terrell I do think there's still some question marks with that secondary um they revamped their linebackers brought in Caden Ellis from New Orleans uh I think the other starter is Troy Anderson the guy they drafted last year um but I just – I'm not afraid of that defense on paper, right? Especially you add Christian in the mix, you're, you're really able to attack all three levels in the passing game. Um, and I think that could, that could you know, that could make for an exciting day on Sunday, um, which would be really nice. And then you flip it over to, to Green Bay's defense. I think we had kind of talked about it, um, you know, with Christian not playing against Chicago – you know, they, they kind of tried to stack the box against, you know, against them defensively kind of to, you know, hey, try and beat us deep, try and beat us over the top. You know, we're going to play aggressive and, and stop the run. Um, in a way, that would that would kind of be my approach to to playing against the Falcons offense. Um, you know, I don't I don't think Drake London even had a catch uh, this one past target. Week. Yeah, one target, so, no catches, you know, um, Lately, they've, they've really struggled to even get the ball in Kyle Pitts' hands. And I mean, obviously, we know what could happen if he does get the ball, but they haven't shown the ability to be able to do that consistently. Now, we know they have a strong running game. They had a, you know, a rookie run for 1,000 last year. They added on Bijan on top of that. Um, that would be my focus for, for the defense to, to see if they can stop that. Um, and I really think they can. I think it should be it should be a good day on Sunday. You know, me and the fam are going to be there, so we – we need Christian to be playing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm need to send my man some some magic water or something. Get get that hamstring right because I'm not trying to waste my money to to watch everyone else. I'm a Packer fan, but I'm a I'm a Christian fan first. No offense. So I, I want to enjoy the game with him in a uniform. He's going to be here for a long time. So we're we we've got you locked up for the foreseeable future in terms of of fandom. So we're happy to Without have. Now. That uh, I am, I mentioned it a little bit. I'm looking forward to this pass rush, and I'm always looking forward to the anybody who that's pretty on brand for me. But seeing this group of four and the guys, like, I mean, again, it was encouraging on Sunday, and again, it was just Chicago, and maybe that means something. But Atlanta's offensive line didn't fare that well against Carolina, 
but Green Bay's ability to like they got contributions from name a defensive front player. One of them did something. So that is something to me. Can they stack that performance? And like you mentioned, Trey, Atlanta is a team a little more committed to a traditional run the football type of game as opposed to Chicago, who is kind of a spread run team and let Justin Fields create things. Mm -hmm. So I want to see, can Green Bay beat it? I mean, uh, Atlanta has invested. Chris Lindstrom is the highest paid interior offensive lineman in the league. Their center is a fourth round pick who they've invested a couple years in and their left guard was their second round pick this season. And Arthur Smith is their head coach who is from that. He replaced Matt LaFleur in Tennessee. So he's kind of that same tree as far as running the ball goes. So I'm just curious, B. John Robinson, eighth overall pick again, they're invested in that run game and uh, the other running back they have, and I'm going to butcher his name all week, but Al Geyer, I think that's how it is. Um, Algier, Al, Al, Al Geyer, one of them. Sure. So, and I apologize to uh, the, the young man. I don't know how to say Algier. Okay. That's what yeah. we're going with is Algier. Um, he had 75 yards rushing on, on Sunday. He was actually their leading rusher for yeah. all the pop and sizzle that comes with with Bijan and deservedly so. So I'm just curious to see, can Green Bay do that again against a team that is a little bit more built to line up and mash you? You know, there, there are teams that Kyle Shanahan and player teams that have played against Shanahan. have talked about this before. And, and Trey, you can, as a linebacker, you could probably speak to this. You're a, I mean, you play both phases, but you're a run game player being an off ball linebacker like that. So when a team is, you can tell the difference between a team who, practices their running game and a team who like runs the game to give their quarterbacks armor break. Cause he throws the ball too damn much. Like can green Bay stop a team that is a traditional run the ball type of team. I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see how Jordan love and the rest of this young group does. Cause Morley, you mentioned like those receivers, Wicks, Heath, uh, even Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, all those guys had their rookie moments on Sunday and it's going to be loud in, in Atlanta. And it's unless green Bay, just silences the crowd and comes out and makes it 14 rip early. But I don't, I don't see that, that happening. So real quick guys, uh, we got to do a game pick. I know it's Tuesday, so it's early in the week to, to be doing that, but that's part of the deal here. We're, we're here. We're paid to have opinions as they say. So Trey, we'll let you go first. You were the one who won last week with the closest score prediction. You had green Bay dropping 31 and winning by two scores. Uh, they dropped 38 and won by three scores, but I don't think you accounted for a pick six. So we're going to say that you pretty much nailed it for the score on that. So we'll let you go first. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think, uh, this week will be, will be pretty interesting. I think they'll be able to limit, um, Atlanta's ability to score somewhat. Um, I'd see this game being in the neighborhood of like 24, 13. Um, you know, I think Atlanta will, will keep it competitive for the most part. I don't, don't see it being a blowout. Um, but I, I don't see them being able to put up a ton of points, uh, with the way they played and and what we saw from Green Bay defensively, um, I think they match up pretty well. Um, I think Kenny Clark should be able to be real disruptive in the interior. Uh, you know, against a team that wants to run the ball, that's that's when you show up. That's when you're in the backfield, keeping your linebackers clean, and and Devondre and Quay make a ton of plays. So uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that. With, what to say, 24, 13. Keep it there. There you go, Morley. Desmond Ritter might be worse than Justin Fields, and I'm not. I'm not saying that as a hater. I just he threw for like 38 yards before garbage time in their first game, and I'm not. I haven't been impressed with with him. He is a good athlete. He can make he can make you pay on the ground. 
They've got running backs. Bijan Robinson is is a stud, but they gave Algier more carries than him. So I'm not sure what's going on in Atlanta. Um, the thing that worries me is you, the hope is Christian can come play um, at least a little bit because AJ Terrell, Terrell, I mean, is mm-hmm. an insanely good corner, and he can basically he can he's basically. He's Jair Alexander for I mean he's not yeah, as good, but he, he can do I, that. What if I think someone said we were talking about this, and it's like, well, uh, if if he follows Romeo, that that could be a problem, right? And it's going to have to be the other guys that have to step up because he's going to make Romeo's life hard. He makes everyone's life hard. So uh, that's the biggest concern for me. Uh, the other concern is is it can Aaron Jones play? I think if Aaron Jones plays, uh, we're fine. Uh, but uh, so score for me, I'm, I'm gonna say I like the 24 number. Um, no, no, I like I. I I, I like 31. I like 31 again. I think we're going to score 31 points again, 31-7. I don't think this game's close. I think uh, the offense really gets rolling in this one, and uh, they take off from there. So 31-7, Packers. Whew, Morley's riding high. Well, I am here to be the wet blanket, I guess. I said before the season that Green Bay is going to win games they shouldn't, and they'll probably lose a game or two that they shouldn't. Uh, maybe I'm buying too much into first game on the road theory, but also the uncertainty of, like you mentioned, AJ Terrell following Romeo Dobbs. Jesse Bates is really good. The ability uh, of Atlanta to potentially like, and again, I don't know if Christian Watson's going to play. I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to be able to play. And if those guys are not able to play, I'm just not ready to be fully sold on an offense built around rookie Jaden Reed, rookie Luke Musgrave, and I mean, we didn't really talk about him that much, but AJ Dillon was one of the worst players on the field on Sunday. And I don't mean that as disrespect. It was just, that's the way that it was. And the Packers running game is drastically different and their offense in general with Dillon on the field as opposed to Aaron Jones. So you can't talk about growing pains and bumps in the road and all that sort of stuff. And then also predict them to be four and oh, going into a game against Las Vegas. So they hit, I think they have to lose somewhere. I think it's on Sunday against Atlanta. If that does not happen, I will come on here. Did you pick them to lose last week? You, you no. negative Nancy against Chicago? No, come yes, on. You, uh, Trey, didn't he pick him to lose? No, I'm pretty sure you did. No, I don't remember, but I'm glad you have to go back. And listen to I'm pretty sure you're just going to pick them to lose every game because you're scared I, to love like you've never been hurt. You're just waiting am, to get hurt. I am scared to love like I've come never on, been man. hurt. Yeah, I suppose it's quit dipping your toes in the water. I can't That's do it. Funny. I'm just telling you, I can't Game do it yet. I'll say this. I'll say this. If I knew that those guys that I was just talking about were playing, I would feel a hell of a lot more confident than I do right now. But since they're not, That's fair. I don't. That's fair. So I will say 21-17 Atlanta. Uh, but subject to change. Again, if I find out availability of 33-9, and nine, then that's a little different. Because this could be – if you guys remember that 2010 team, this, they're not as accomplished, they're not as good, blah, 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 all that stuff. Way Green Bay was able to just fly on that turf with that Super Bowl team against those Falcons teams. This team has that kind of potential to do something like that. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We're out of time. Uh, you can follow us next week. Uh, we'll be talking Packers and uh, Saints, the home opener. Jordan Love's first start at home. If you're going, let me know and uh, make sure that you're making some noise in the crowd and not doing the wave ever. I know Matt LaFleur says not on offense. I say never. So, Please listen to me since you don't listen to Matt when it comes to doing it at all. 
Uh, you can follow Morley. He's at Jacob Morley. Trey, is, uh, Trey, I don't have yours memorized yet. What's where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, Twitter is at mdque uh, underscore thirty three. Yes, sir. I'm never gonna get that. So no, uh, yeah, that was that was college specific, and then you know, like they don't really want to let you change it. So um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What does that mean? Like, do, is it like K Q U E means what in Spanish? So are you uh, Doctor What? Oh, no, no, no. MD is Maryland. So, yeah, MD, QUE. I'm actually wearing the shirt right now. So it's Omega Omega Sci-Fi. Omega shortened, you say Q, Q QUE. So that's where that comes from. Excellent. And you guys had uh, the Battle Hawks. You guys had a charity event that you were talking about over the weekend. Is that something you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. So um, the family and I got to go to St. Louis for an Autism Speaks event with – what was the group? Oh, so it's a, a St. Battle, St. Louis Battlehawks fan group, and they call themselves Battlehawk Live. That's their little uh, live show name. Um, and they were able to round up, you know, a really good amount of people to, to raise some money. Um, one of the co-hosts, her son, has autism. So that was, you know, where the cause came from and why it meant so much to her. They asked us to come out there. My wife and son didn't get the chance to go to St. Louis during the season. So um, it was a perfect opportunity for us. And we ended up having a great time, got to, you know, go up in the arch while we were there too. go to the zoo. Uh, everyone had a great time, but it was, it was an awesome event and raised some money for, for a great cause, help some people out. Excellent. So that was good to see. Um, we'll be able and willing to promote that stuff and we'll have the pack a day crew do that as well. If you got anything else like that going on, but we're out of time. I know I've said that a thousand times. We'll see you next week. Let's hope Morley and Trey are right. And I am wrong. That happens Again. a lot. Again, no, not again. I did not pick the Packers to lose to the Bears. There's a lot of stupid things I've said in my life. That was your friend because Ross and I are no longer friends because he's a wild animal, like you mentioned. We're out of time. See you next week. (laughs) 